Welcome to the podcast, Between Everything and Nothing. For those of you that are new, my name is Mohammed, and for those of you that are coming back, appreciate you guys listening back in. Let's kick off this episode by talking about something I just recently saw, is that they just discovered more cases of the bubonic plague in China. And I just want to know why in this day and age, 2020, all these advancements, we're seeing a disease come back rampantly that was supposedly eradicated in the 1500s. First, they were talking about the coronavirus. Now they're talking about bubonic plague. I'm just waiting for what's to come next from there. This got me thinking as to whether, you know, there are other certain other diseases that are out there that we don't even know about. And we thought that we eradicated. Are there cases of polio going unchecked in parts of the world we're not aware of? 2020 just keeps finding new ways to add more fuel to the fire that's been this year. We started off with pandemic talk and then it turned into a giant pandemic likes of which i never thought i'd live to see in my lifetime we have those giant wildfires that are going all over australia we had the death of kobe bryant and now before that we had killer wasps those came and left really fast and now we got the bubonic plague to be afraid of just want to know what else is hidden out there that 2020 has in store for us and the fact that we're just seeing these cases spike back up just when we thought we had it under controls means that we're in for a really long ride and why are, was the United States the only country really showing that giant spike back up in cases? Like, Italy was bad. Italy was at the point of almost the point of no return. But look at them. They've recovered. Most of Europe has recovered. America still remains as one of the highest populations showing the COVID-19 cases. As I'm sitting there watching CNN, I'm wondering, like, they just speak about, you know, that we're continually continuing to see cases rise. No signs of slowing down. And But no one's really talking about why we're seeing this drastic increase in cases again. They opened up Florida for three days and they shut it down after getting like 10,000 new cases. I'm no expert in anything, but I think in America the problem is that the culture here is very individualistic and they kind of feel themselves entitled to doing certain things. One person feels he's entitled to not wear masks and to... And to go to grocery stores and just um, go in there, even though they might have mask requirements. I don't know if people out there have been watching those videos of people getting into fights in Walmarts and Kroger's and random places just trying to get in, even though they have policies that are explicitly saying you have to wear a mask to enter. I just think in America, people tend to put themselves ahead of others, where more in Europe, more in Middle East, they have more of a collective mentality where they kind of get together and see that, okay, it's for the benefit of all of us, and maybe we won't reap the rewards right away, but we will reap the rewards eventually. Europe's a great example, because let's be honest, COVID, having COVID is not a good time. I personally came with the virus. I'm not sure how I got it, but all in all, yeah, definitely no one should really have to go through that. You have all these companies right now racing to make a vaccine, trying to see which one could get it first and hopefully reap those benefits too. Because let's be honest, when it comes to new drug development, it usually takes years to even get to the phases that they're into right now. They've pulled it off in about three, four months. With that being said, I also understand the point where a lot of these people have small businesses, things like that, which they have to support. And during this whole time, it's probably been very hard for them to keep up with payments. The big corporations, I'm sure, are going to be fine at the end of the day. They they always figure their way out. But the smaller businesses, they're the ones who take the biggest hit. Look at the NBA, for example. They're all set to come back by the end of July, play in a protected bubble. 
they're going to have their so-called COVID rings, which I believe these rings just really check their body temperatures, heart rate, things like that. And they're going to be fine there. But there are still players like Kyrie Irving, people who are making millions, millions, on top of millions of dollars. They'll be fine with the NBA closed for one year. But what about these guys that are like 10-day 10 10-day 10 contract players? There are, there are guys at the NBA living check to check. And these are the players that will be suffering the most. So at the end of the day, I think it's more of a pick your poison kind of move. If you choose to sit out for the safety of your of the, your family, things like that, by all means, go do it. But people, but people still need to make money. So where do I kind of stand between all this? I'm lean more towards a sign of the whole health and safety part of it. Like I truly believe this country really shut down. For a good two months, they could have actually solved the pandemic. But it differs state by state. There's politics involved. There's economies involved, too. So it's not as simple as that. But then again, look at different states. Florida, the cases have been constantly fluctuating between very high and even higher. Where Michigan, Senator Gretchen was kind of more strict with her rules and regulations. And the cases, although are starting to climb slowly here, she's still trying to keep them under control. Moving on from there, like the NHL just released that 39 other players have definitely been diagnosed with COVID. It's a scary world we're living in nowadays, people. It's actually funny to see this happening because I don't know if a lot of you watch this movie called Contagion. I actually watched it like maybe five years ago, starring like Matt Damon. Really good movie. And then here we are today, like almost similar circumstances happening in our world. Moving on from there, let's kind of go somewhere a little less bleak. So sports are actually making a lot of noise nowadays. Just saw that Patrick Mahomes became the highest played player in NFL history, $400 million contract over 10 years. And I mean, he's a great player, talented, all the props to him. He deserves every cent of this money. The only thing I'd have with it is that 10 years is a very long time for a player. And you don't even know what can happen in 10 years. Look what happened now. We got struck with a pandemic seemingly out of nowhere. And sports all took a big hit. The NBA had to redo its whole season to create some kind of tournament in for it in Orlando. And a bubble crown champion that way. MLB might not come back. College sports are taking the whole year off. And it's wild that they still found a way to pay this guy $400 million for 10 years and make a world, world-breaking world contract. I'm not really much of a football expert. I just want to put my two cents in on that whole thing. It's hard being a player and dealing with like the big wigs on top, all that stuff. But still, $400 million is some crazy money. I'm more of an NBA guy, and we've been talking about the NBA this whole time. We haven't even been talking about how it's about to come back in a big way. They got the tournament going down in Orlando. You're going to have teams fighting for that eighth, speed, eighth seed spot with those last eight games. And as I said before in the preview episode, I'm a huge Rockets fan. Since I was a kid, I grew up in Lebanon, didn't really watch a lot of basketball in the United States. I was a big Pistons fan back in the day, watched them in 04, you know, with Big Shot Bob, Rip Hamilton, Ben Wallace, Rashid Wallace, Tayshaun Prince. That was a great squad. I moved to the Middle East when, in 2004, right after all that went down. And again, that was as far as my basketball knowledge. So at night, I would watch some of those classic hardwood tapes. And my first game I watched was a was game one finals with the Knicks versus uh, the Rockets back in 95. And that's where I first saw Hakeem Olajuwon because you could not have told me who this guy was before 2004. I have no idea who he was. And I watched him and I was just in awe. Like the way he played was unlike anything I've seen before. And I was always a really heavy set kid. 
And like, I watched Michael Jordan, I watched Kobe, I watched all these guys, and I could never really move like them. But I watched Hakeem in the post. I started watching more basketball after that. I watched Tim Duncan play basketball. I watched Dirk play basketball. And like I started emulating my guy, my game around these guys more because that was something more I could relate to. I was very slow-footed, so I started working on footwork, started working on taking more jump shots, things like that. And it actually turned me into a way better player. Before that, they actually used to just use me set picks because I was always a big kid. He used to call me the wall. But then later on, I started developing jumpers. I started developing post hooks, post fades, all that work. Kind of works against me now because nowadays all you have are people shooting threes and they all want the layup shots, which actually were, are two of my worst categories. But I still make it work for me on the court, hustle, play. And with like all this talk about big men, it became really hard for me to become a Rockets fan the past three years, just seeing how they moved away from big men. It's completely embraced the small ball dynamic at first i was like let's see how this works they made it to the conference finals choked the conference finals against the warriors because i also love chris paul i love really these like iq high iq players so when all that came along and they ended up losing there and then you know i thought maybe they should just work on getting a better big man the kind of where it went the opposite direction and got more uh small guys and right now they literally have no big man the tallest big man is six seven that's at robert covington so hopefully they pull off an upset in this tournament coming up this year. I really don't see it, even with Russell Westbrook playing a lot better than he did at the beginning of the season. I still don't see it. They still have a lot of weaknesses in their game. My favorites, honestly, are probably the Lakers. Right now, LeBron-AD combo is unstoppable. Them or the Clippers, What if they take out if these guys play each other in the Western Conference Finals, I can see LeBron going up against the Raptors in the East. Even though they lost Kawhi, they're such a well-coached team. They have a lot of good pieces. They're really deep. Siakam is coming up to be a star. I think they can make a, have like another shot at winning another title. Okay, I think I'm about to wrap this up, guys. And just remember, these are my opinions. They no way or shape reflect anything you should think about them. I'm just out here trying to start a conversation, whether it's about COVID, whether it's about basketball, and whether whatever top, topic we speak about next time. Just remember, you guys, always try to keep yourselves informed and educated on any topics that interest you or whatever's happening in the world. Our generation is the one that's going to take over, and it's up to us to really make sure that we're on top of things so that when those ahead of us leave, we're able to take over and continue moving amicably. Okay, my name is Mohammed, and thanks for tuning in to the podcast Between Everything and Nothing. I'll see you guys soon.